Bobcat fans. Support both your favorite team and Montana State students. When you shop at the student and faculty-owned MSU Bookstore, your purchase lowers the price of course materials for Montana State students. Montana State is in the midst of a historic year, and the MSU Bookstore has everything you need, from jerseys to garments, t-shirts to sweatshirts. You can also find the vast selection of Bobcat gear online by visiting msubookstore.org. Help students excel and look your best in blue and gold. The MSU Bookstore is your Bobcat gear headquarters. This is Nuwana's Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. Happy Friday. Hope you had a great week. Hope you're having a great start to your weekend. It's 5 o'clock somewhere, including in the state of Montana. Coulter Nuwana's, Nuwana's Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. We are coming to you live downtown Bozeman, Montana, from the Rockin' R Bar, 211 West Main. If you're in the area, come on by. We'll be hanging out for another couple hours. We'll be on the air until 6, and we'll be hanging out here until probably 7 o'clock before we head on down to Bobcat Stadium. 8.15 p.m. kickoff for the Bobcats. We got an FCS playoff game going, though. They just switched the channel over NDSU, kicking off here uh, from Fargo against Sanford. So we'll give you updates uh, from the Fargo Dome as that one plays out but thanks so much for hanging out with us uh you missed anything in the first hour of the show fun first hour we heard from keaton galogli the voice of the montana state bobcats we also uh talked our way around the fcs playoffs some of the key matchups uh, in the uh quarterfinals tonight and into tomorrow we also gave you Five of the most interesting parts about this Montana State football season. We also talked a little bit about William and Mary head coach Mike London and some of his previously uh, established success uh, in the FCS led Richmond to the 2008 national title. You can find all of that on the Nuanas Now podcast, which is available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. It is presented proudly by the M Store as well as the MSU Bookstore. They got great sales going on at both the M Store in downtown Missoula, the uh, corner of Higgins and Broadway, as well as the MSU Bookstore uh, here in Bozeman on the Montana State campus. So need some Christmas shopping, want to get some Bobcat gear for all the folks in your life, uh, go right ahead. Go check out the M Store downtown Missoula or the MSU Bookstore uh, here in Bozeman. It's Friday, so that means it's a Friday pie day. We got a free pizza pie for you, courtesy of Front Street Pizza. They're located right there on Front Street, right below Rome Student Housing, right across from the old public library, just up from the new public library. They have traditionally sourced delicious pizza. You can get it by the slice or by the pizza pie, and we got a large pizza courtesy of Front Street Pizza for you. Call right now. Here's the deal. You call us, we call them. You go pick up a piping hot pizza from Front Street Pizza. You get your Friday night set up just perfectly can't think of anything better three fcs playoff games on tonight so get dinner taken care of call us right now call number four four zero six eight 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 one zero two nine that's triple eight one zero two nine call right now we got a free pizza for you courtesy of front street pizza in the heart of missoula also if you are in the neighborhood to swing by the r bar they got a great uh, drink deal going on right now. $3 Bobcat shots all month long, and that's in commemoration and of honor of Sonny Holland, the greatest Bobcat of them all. He passed away over the weekend at the age of 84. And uh, of those, uh, of the $3 you're going to pay for the drink, a dollar of it's going to go to the MSU Coaches Fund. So uh, if you want to support the coaching staff at Montana State all month long, all month of December, 
you can uh, help uh, raise money for the Montana State Football Coaches Fund. Uh, this game, Montana, or excuse me, the uh, Sanford North Dakota State game is supposed to kick off at 5:30. They must have moved it up because of TV because they are underway. The uh, buys to get the ball first. So I will we'll keep you uh, up to date. Looked like Sanford went oh, three, three and out there. Oh, Sanford uh, went three and out. Yeah, okay. and I liked it. They were running a little bit of tempo. And, I, I mean, if I was uh, playing North Dakota State, Montana State, South Dakota State, those powerhouses, I'd run some tempo, Colter. Brooks Nuanas, uh, SkylineSportsFT.com, joining us here uh, on Nuanas. Now we're going to hear from Brent Vegan, the head coach of the Montana State Bobcats, here uh, in just a minute. But here's some players to watch for William & Mary. They have a very tough-minded and athletic quarterback in Darius Wilson. He's been very, very uh, efficient so far this year. Completed 66% of his passes uh, for 2,190 yards, 16 touchdowns. He's also rushed for 522 yards. He's going to line up between, behind one of the best offensive lines that Montana State has seen this year. Colby Sorsdahl is probably their best guy. He's their right tackle. He's an All-American, a first-team All-American, a bona fide uh, NFL prospect. The Tribe, they rush for 277 yards per game. They set their school record for rushing yards in a single season, just like Montana State did this year, averaging 6.1 yards per tote. So that's going to be uh, strength versus strength, and they're going to come at you in waves. They have three different running backs. Bronson Yoder is the uh, the bell cow. He's rushed for over 1,100 yards and 12 scores this year. Six different 100-yard games already for Yoder, who's a senior. Malachi Emo is their slash back. He's 5'8", 185-pound sophomore. He's rushed for 709 yards and nine touchdowns, averaging almost nine yards per carry. And then Donovan Lester, one of their short yardage guys, he's 6'2", 210-pound senior. He's rushed for 533 yards and eight touchdowns. Brooks, the Bobcat defense has been, uh, I don't know, I mean, vulnerable is maybe too strong of a word, but they've definitely had some ups and downs so far this year. Um, But a lot of that's been against the pass. William & Mary is built very similar to the Bobcats. Uh, they're going to want to run the ball first and foremost. So what do you think of that matchup in this game? Well, I think it's strength for strength, Coulter. And as I mentioned, the, you know, the, the the biggest strength of this William and Mary team is up front on the offensive line. They are big, man, and they are they're experienced, talented, and very physical. I think it will be an issue for Montana State. I think as a betting man that William and Mary is going to score some points today. I don't yeah. know how many. You know my saying, Coulter, the Cats are scoring 35. What is everyone else doing? Yeah. I think that they're going to be able to score some points, especially in the first half. The quarterback, Darius Wilson, I mean, he's got juice, man. Left-handed left-handed guy. Southpaw worth mentioning. You're definitely going to see it look a little different on the TV. He's a little bit unorthodox, like a lot of lefties are. But, man, he's got juice, and he's not afraid to run it, too. So I think he's kind of the emotional leader of the team, but it all starts up front for the Tribe. Well, it's now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. William & Mary in Bozeman to take on Montana State. That's the fifth-seeded Tribe versus the fourth-seeded Bobcats pair of conference champions. Squaring off 815 tonight for Bobcat Stadium. The Tribe defense, they're young. A couple of their best players are underclassmen. John Pius, one of the best sophomores in the country. He leads the team in tackles with 71. He was a sophomore All-American, but he's got enormous numbers coming off the edge. 11 and a half sacks, 9 and 19 and a half, excuse me, tackles for loss. He's also got 12 quarterback hurries, so he's been a menace rushing the passer. Nate Lynn has been the best defensive lineman as a pass rusher. He's got 55 tackles, six sacks. 10 tackles for loss and 11 quarterback hurries. Plus, he's forced four fumbles already. He's a 6'3", 255-pound junior. And Jalen Jones, he's an All-American as a freshman. A freshman All-American, I should say. And uh, he leads the tribe with four interceptions. So those are your top players to watch uh, for William & Mary. Grizz Hockey is in Bozeman tonight to take on Montana State. And then they're back at home tomorrow uh, to take on MSU as well. So a doubleheader 
uh, for Montana State uh, against uh, for Montana against Montana State, excuse me, and uh, they they'll be playing. Uh, here tonight, you can check all the action out on the ESPN MT app, and they'll also be playing at home tomorrow at the Glacier Ice Rink. If you need somewhere to watch the game, go on over to Buffalo Wild Wings in Missoula, located right there uh, on Radio Way, and uh, they'll have the game streaming both tonight and tomorrow. You can watch Grizz hockey all season long, live from Buffalo Wild Wings. They'll have the games on uh, whenever the Grizz are in action. Always Keep it tuned here to ESPN Radio as well. We have tons and tons and tons of Grizz hockey tickets for you all season long. Caught up with Montana State head coach Brent Vegan earlier this week. You want us now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app coming to you live from Bozeman, Montana. There's a Final Eight football game here coming up in just a couple hours. We're recording this here on a Tuesday, but you're listening to this on a Friday, and we are live and in person there in Bozeman as Montana State, the fourth seed in the FCS playoffs, prepares to host fifth-seeded William & Mary. We're joined now by Montana State head football coach Brent Vegan. Coach, congratulations on all the success so far. Thanks for being here. Uh, first of all, just talk about that element of it. I mean, how do you sort of uh, appreciate the success you've had to this point uh, within a season, but also... Uh, keep the goal and the task at hand in mind with uh, this big game coming up on Friday and, and your guys' pursuit of a national championship continuing. Well, I think every once in a while you have to um, take a second and look back, you know, in particular when we've had our bye weeks, I think we've been able to do that. Um, you know, I think that's why it is nice to to earn that bye heading into the playoffs because you can reflect a little bit. You know, obviously for us, um, you know, getting a share of the conference championship was huge in, in, in being a, a top four seed. And, you know, I think your instant uh, thought, though, goes to who you're going to play next. And in that case, it was Weber. And uh, we were excited to have another shot at them. And um, things worked out last Saturday. And now we're, you know, now we're on to a completely new opponent in William & Mary. And that's ultimately what you should get more of in the playoffs is, is matchups like this. So, um, you know, our guys have been preparing preparing well, but you certainly um, have appreciated the success you've had at this point. Well, absolutely. It's been very fun to watch. And one thing that's been sort of an omnipresent storyline is just Montana State's ability to run the football. No matter who you got back there, no matter who the opponent is, you guys have done it with great authority. Over 218 yards in every single one of your games so far this year, and over 300 yards, I think, eight times so far uh, this football season. And last week, no different. Against one of the best defensive units in the entire FCS, Weber State, you guys ran the ball at will 388 yards later. Uh, you have a 33-25 victory to move into this quarterfinal round against William & Mary. So uh, just take us through it. I know I ask you about it every week, but it's just so amazing to me that you guys, you know, I think everybody out there knows you're going to try to run the ball first and foremost, yet you, d- you do it not just with efficacy but with absolute authority. How do you guys continue to be able to do this? Well, I, I think, you know, as this season's gone along, which is, you know, now we're, we're 12 games in. I think we've just continued to evolve, and and that evolution adds up for each one of these defenses. You know, at the same time, for our guys, in particular for our offensive line, you know, we're staying within, you know, a pretty confined space of the schemes that we're, we're running. And, you know, we're making it look, you know, different week to week. The ball is going in different people's hands. And, you know, I think as the seasons went along, you know, we've definitely um, – Establish more and more threats, and you know, uh, I think we 
figured out pretty early in this year. We, we would be able to throw it a little bit, but we would be able to run it a lot. We had to, to hang our hat on that, um, utilize the RPO in the play-action game to, to throw it, but, uh, you know, beat teams because we could run the ball as effectively as we have week in, week out. And I know, you know, I think we approached or broke a season sing, or single-season record, and I was asked about that on – on Monday and you know records are broken because you're consistent you know not because you all of a sudden have um, a flash game or flash game you know here or there we've we've been consistent all year and we need to be this time of year I think ultimately uh, you win games still in football because you can run it and you can stop it and you know uh, that's that's what we need to do here moving forward. Brett Vegan joining us here on Nuanas Now ESPN Radio uh, also, not a bad addition to get a, an All-American who set a single-season rushing record back in the fold like you guys did last week. And I thought Isaiah Fonse looked great. I, I figured that he would be at least good, but I thought he looked as good as, as he possibly could last week. And he almost rushed for 100 yards just on 10 carries. So what did you think last week, Coach, of the return of the All-American? Yeah, uh, obviously he was really excited to go, and we were excited to have him back. Um, you know, those those ten carries um, was was a mix. I think five or six of them. Yeah, he got we got him kind of to that second level, and and he showed uh, why he you know has has the stats he has, why he has the accolades that he's been, been awarded, and um, you know that was fun to see. You know, there were a couple carries where you say, all right, there's some tempo, there's some timing. There's a little bit of rust, but, uh, yeah, he certainly injected, um, you know, uh, an excitement certainly, but just a little bit different element that we haven't had, you know, just that guy that can run through tackles. Um, I think, you know, Elijah maybe in particular has gotten better as the season's gone along, but that is Isaiah's game is, is being a guy that is hard to tackle. And, um, he showed that on, uh, I think several occasions on Saturday. The other individual guy I wanted to ask you about, because we're doing a little profile uh, on him um, for Skyline Sports, is, is Ty Okada. And I know that he is a guy that's uh, had such great mental acumen and uh, you know, obviously one of our go-to interviews because he's just so analytical, so good at explaining stuff. Uh, how much does that help uh, you know, sort, of, sort of ease a, a coaching staff's transition into a program? For you now, a second-year head coach, you know, how much do you learn from guys like Ty Okada just about sort of the inner workings of, of the team and then just the fabric of the locker room? Well, Ty is one of those guys in this senior group that's really, I felt, I felt like an extension of last year's senior group. And so many of those guys, because there were fifth year guys last year, there's, there's six year guys, they came in together. So it's the, it's this unique blend that we do get in this day and age with that COVID year being part of the, the dynamic. But, uh, no, Ty is, um, you know, right from the get go when I got the job, you could tell here's a very thoughtful young man, um, a very intense competitor. And in a guy that uh, you know, I could see pretty early on that we were going to be able to lean on for a couple of years. And his play on the field um, has, has matched, you know, uh, who he is off the field. I think he's great on all accounts, and you know, he's a guy that um, he gets it. I guess at the end of the day, he gets what it takes to be a leader. He gets what it takes to be a team player. He gets what it takes to be a guy that needs to make some plays here and there. Um, you know, knowing that, uh, you know, he came from the bottom up as a walk-on, as a, been, been a special teams player and has been a regular now for, for several years. But, you know, he just, uh, he gets the leadership aspect and how important that is. But then, you know, the the understanding of I got a role to play in this defense. And our defense is very, um, 
very structured, uh, very much a, all 11 guys have a job to do. No one guy has to do more than that. And, you know, Ty is, um, he exemplifies, I guess, how that should look in every which way. And it was great to see him. He had a couple sacks the other day. Um, you know, he'll continue to make plays as long as we're playing. I know that much. Brett Vegan joining us here on ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Coach Vegan, the head coach of the Montana State Bobcats, the fourth seed in the FCS playoffs. William and Mary, the tribe of the Colonial Athletic Association, coming to town. Kickoff 8-15 tonight from Bobcat Stadium. Coach, let's talk about this uh, upcoming matchup then. What are the things that stand out most about William & Mary uh, when you first uh, started in, in on preparing uh, for the Tribe in this playoff game? Well, you look at their uh, their schedule, their results. Um, they lost early. They lost their fourth, fourth game of the year, and they've been able to rattle off eight wins in a row, um, a couple close games in that to ultimately win that league and, and also become a seeded team, the fifth seed. Um, then you look at their stats and, okay, how are they doing it? You know, they're a team that has run the football really effective, effectively um, throughout the course of the year. Um, and that starts, you know, I, I think with the way their quarterback plays. He's, uh, he does, they, they don't run him as much as, as we run our guys, but uh, he's an effective runner. He's a really good athlete. So then off of that, they have, uh, you know, an RPO package. They, they run option. Uh, they have a play action game that allows them to, you know, spread the ball around to a bunch of different playmakers. Um, they got a good stable of backs that they play, um, you know, that have uh, had big yards this year. So offensively, you know, they're, uh, they're built to, to, to be effective this time of year. And I think defensively, you know, they have some really good players, you know, led by uh, an outside linebacker, Pius, who's up, you know, he's a finalist for the Buchanan Award, one of the final three. Um, you know, he's got all kinds of tackles for losses, I think almost 20. He's got 11 sacks. You know, they're, they're principled on defense, too. Uh, they, uh, you know, they generally, you know, keep the ball in front of them. They tackle well. Uh, they don't try to do too much. So, in a lot of ways, they're, I, I do think they're, they're kind of built similarly to us. Um, how they get it done is a little bit different, I suppose, but just the, the underlying ways to win football games, um, or ways they won football games, I should say, is, is similar to us. And, you know, uh, that's probably the way it should be this time of year. You're down to eight teams. Um, each, each one of these teams got here for a reason, and, you know, it's apparent that, uh, you know, we're going to have our hands full with William & Mary. Sort of difficult because they're from the other side of the country just in terms of, you know, like opponents or, or not. And also, you know, it's hard to really categorize the style of, of that league just because there's not a lot of crossover between the Big Sky and the CAA. So, I mean, do you have any gauge on, you know, how the the Big Sky stacks up with that league? Or I guess, I mean, at this point, I guess it's the, the final eight. So pretty much everybody's good, I guess. Yeah, I know. I think you can uh, you can get in. They may be comparing some some scores. Obviously, Richmond goes out to Sac State and, and gives them all they want last week. And you know, uh, they played Richmond. They being William Murray game eleven just a couple weeks back and and beat them by by eleven. So you could get a, into that comparing scores a little bit. But no, I, I think the CAA um, you know has always been you know, up there as far as conferences, you know, the loss of James Madison, uh, that's a pretty serious blow in the grand scheme of things for that conference. But, uh, you know, there's still a bunch of good teams in that league, um, you know, and, and they're the last ones, last ones standing, I, I believe. And, and, you know, uh, we got to go out there and, and, and certainly respect, um, 
what they're going to bring to the table. But I do think there's going to be a little bit of uh, playing it out. You know, that, that first, uh, those first couple series, I think both sides of the ball where you're getting a feel for, for what they're, what they're all about physically, you know, way different than last week. Uh, you know, we knew kind of the, obviously the ins and outs of Weber state and, you know, um, who they were. And it's a lot different this week. So, I think you got to be flexible. You got to be able to make adjustments based on how the early part of the game goes, and at the same time, be prepared to just play our very best. And if we do that, um, you know, uh, you, you can't worry about too many things. I guess we just got to be prepared and do the very best we can. Brett Vegan, Montana State head football coach, here on Nuanas Now ESPN Radio. Bobcats play William and Mary, eight fifteen kickoff from Bobcat Stadium. Last thing for you then, Coach, what do you think are the keys to the victory for Montana State if you guys are going to move on to the Final Four uh, for the third year in a row? Well, you look at a game like this, as, as much as both teams want to run it, um, you know, how that all plays out and then, you know, ball security and, and the turnover margin, I think those two things go hand in hand. So, you know, if, if we're able to to get an edge in the rush, rush game, um, I think I like our chances, but that's got to go along with a – an edge in the turnover margin as well. You know, I think, you know, you could say who's ever the more physical team um, is probably going to win a game like this. And, you know, is that measured in yards? I suppose it ultimately might. Measured in points, I suppose it might. But, you know, that that's that kind of uh, feel I'm talking about through that first quarter in particular. So that, to me, I think is the key. we got to go out there and play um, – our brand of football and do it uh, at a really high level, um, be able to figure them out on the fly and ultimately score one more point than them. There you go, Brett Vegan, Montana State head football coach here on ESPN Radio. Coach, best of luck. Very much look forward to the game. Thanks so much for making some time for us. We'll see you soon. Thanks for being here. I appreciate it, Colter. Thanks a lot. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Uh, Nuana's now. Brent Vegan, the head coach of the Montana State Bobcats here uh, on ESPN Radio. We are coming to you live from the Rock and R Bar, getting you all set up for the FCS quarterfinal matchup between William and Mary, the tribe in town, to take on fourth-seeded Montana State. And uh, we'll keep on keeping on. Ty Gregorak, one of our main guys at Skyline Sports and longtime FCS football coach, will join us next Keep it right here. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. For unquestionably committed coverage of Montana, Montana State, and Big Sky Conference athletics from a homegrown local source, you can count on Skyline Sports. The grassroots news-gathering organization is owned and operated by Coulter and Brooks Nuanas, a pair of Missoula natives and University of Montana graduates. For the best sports journalism in the state, you can choose to buy local when you choose to buy Skyline Sports. For $8 a month or $90 a year, you can get the best coverage available at SkylineSportsMT.com. Skyline Sports, every day, every season. Nuwana is now on ESPN Radio. Nuwana is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Happy to be coming to you from the Rock and R Bar Live downtown Bozeman, Montana, leading up to Montana State's FCS quarterfinal game against William and Mary, the tribe in town. I'm Coulter Nuanas, coming to you through the ESPN MT studio there at the Missoula Broadcasting Company. Missoula Broadcasting Company, locally owned and operated. For more than 15 years, 
and happy to say so. Got to say thanks to the guys down here at the R-Bar, Mike and Tim and the boys for getting us all set up. And if you're in the area, if you're streaming or listening, you're around Bozeman, come on down here. They got some burger and beer specials going on, plus they got $3 Bobcat shots all month long in commemoration uh, of the death of Sonny Holland, one of the greatest Bobcats to ever do it, one of the greatest Big Sky Conference coaches of all time, passed away last weekend. And uh, they'll be donating $1 for every one of those drinks to the MSU Coaches Fund. So certainly going to go toward uh, a good cause. Happy now to welcome in one of my good friends, a friend of this show, Ty Gregorak. He is a longtime assistant coach throughout the Big Sky Conference and now uh, a burgeoning color commentator. was on the color commentary for all of the uh, TV broadcasts. What's up, Coach Ty? Coulter, I am great. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yes, I am a med sales device guy <laughs> who moonlights as a broadcaster every now and then. My uh, career, or, or at least the yearly career, is over as ESPN owns all the rights uh, to the playoffs, which is okay, though, because me and my man to my left here are going to go be fans for a night and uh, watch watch him take on Bill and Mary. So it's, it's going to be fun. We got Jax sitting here, too. What's up, Jax? How you so doing? Good. I heard uh, I heard you got a little plug. You already wanted to be a professional radio guy. What do you got for us? Uh, well, I just want to be a professional radio guy. Well, that's great. <laughs> we'll help you. We'll help you all along the way. Tell me about the guy who cut your hair. You got a um, sweet haircut when you walked yeah, in. T- t- what, what do you do to your hair? Um, he did a Steelers logo, and the last haircut I got, I got a Bengals logo on the back of my head. Nice. Do you know those two are rivals, though, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> which one, Actually, I don't know Which that. one do you like more? The, the Steelers? Steelers. Okay. They're my that, favorite football team. Okay, well, they're going to come back. The Steelers can't be bad for too long. Mm-hmm. Who, who, who's, the, who's the guy that cut your hair that you wanted to give a shout-out to? Um, he's, His name is Brian and just used to call Brassbound Barber. There you go. Over there at the... Uh, Mankind or what? I don't yeah. know. I, yeah. I, I, go, I go somewhere else. I, I, I'm so loyal to my... my I, go, I go to Sherry down at, down at the barber shop, Sherry, down in the cannery district. Yeah, yeah. That, she's my gal. So Jax has his. I got mine. It's hey, good, go. though. Well, it's shout good. out to Barbara Bryant. Jax, thanks for hanging out with us. This is fun. I am uh, happy to have you here, buddy. Mm-hmm. Jax, is a, uh, Jax, if he doesn't uh, become a professional football player, maybe he'll be a, a professional radio guy. I, th- I, think, I think he wants to play uh, on Sundays. Yeah. And then, Didn't we all? And then, and then we'll see where that leads to. He, 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 you want to be a finance guy? Uh, um, the NFL. There you go. Finance. Yeah, there you pl- go. Play, play on Sundays and get get in finance. That there, sounds good to Dad. There, That'd there, be great. There you go. Well, speaking of old time playing days, before we get into this Bobcat game, Ty, we haven't talked much about this, but the news of college football is Neon Dion primetime going to your alma mater, see you there in Boulder. What's your reaction? I mean, what do you think of this? Well, uh, he he uh, he won the day. He, he won he won the day slash won the week. Uh, hasn't hasn't coached a down of football. <laughs> but but people are talking about the University of Colorado, which you know give them a little bit of credit. They they for sure. you know they, it's been it's been bleak for a long time. And when I say bleak, they've been irrelevant uh, basically since the early to, we'll call it mid two thousands, where at least they were making a couple of bowl games. But they're not even making bowl games anymore. And so I think that Coach Prime, as as we can we can call him, because that's what he calls himself in third person and all the fourth person, fifth person, all the things he calls himself. I think that. He, he's won the week. People are talking and the buzz and the excitement about Colorado football. You know he's going to bring in some dudes. For sure. He will be able to recruit. And sadly, 
And, and I'll be honest. I mean, I, I, I played there. I have never been to a game there. I've never got to see a game. Wow. I, I graduated. I got into college football, and then I got out of college football. I've been coaching my son's flag football and, you know, obviously started a new life. But I've yet to go see a game at Folsom Field. And But what I've heard is just the talent level so – it's not even close. It's not it's even just, close. And they've just done a poor job recruiting over the last decade plus and and so you know this guy's going to go get dudes from all yeah. over the country and from that aspect they've won now we're going to see if the guy can actually coach zero offense to the swack but i think you would agree with me that, that, that it's not, there's not a ton of good ball being played in the swack <laughs> that's right that's right uh, in, in well, fact if you also have five-star recruits play at the fcs level you got a pretty good advantage yeah i mean I, I know he pulled some big name dudes in i mean one of his you know his, his son obviously was a four or five star 12 star, whatever but i i know that he's going to go recruit some guys I, from what i've seen what i read looks like he's putting together a heck of a staff so I think that, you know, the buzz, the excitement is there. We're going to see if he can actually coach football. Again, no offense to the swack. He had a great run in three years. One of those was a COVID year. So I, I just, I'm, I'm more interested. I'm rooting for the guy. I'm rooting for all my, my alma mater. People are talking about the buffs right now, which is awesome because they have, there hasn't been, between the white lines, there hasn't been much to talk about. I liked the direction that Mel Tucker had him going. For sure. He obviously boogied after one year to uh, Michigan State and double, almost tripled his salary, which I get why he left. He's a Midwest guy, but then you hired Carl Durrell, which if you ask a bunch of uh, former players from my era, you know, he was on that staff. And right. we were just like, wait a sec. I mean, is this, is this like a, a hug? Is this a, sure. <laughs> you, you know, like what, this is the guy that's going to lead the program? And obviously he failed um, after, after having a, a decent start there in the COVID year by getting coach of the year. I think they went four and two in their six game season. And, right. and so anyway, man, I mean, I'm, I think like the rest of the country, I'm intrigued. I'm fascinated by, by what this, you know, coach prime can, can actually do at the power five level. Ty Gregory joining us here on Nuanas Now ESPN Radio. Scoreless in Fargo as the first quarter winds down, but don't worry, they just showed a replay of a uh, yet another massive NDSU offensive lineman just burying a defensive lineman down the field. Cody Malk was the highlight that they showed, and uh, he's joined us on this show earlier this year. You gotta love it. You go on his profile pick. He's got no front teeth. He looks exactly like you'd expect the North Dakota State starting right tackle uh, to look. But Sanford at NDSU, the first of three uh, quarterfinal. Uh, football games here in the FCS playoffs. Ty, uh, you are close enough removed from from your days uh, as a college coach that you were around some of these guys at Montana State that are now the fifth and sixth year senior guys. Guys like RJ Fitzgerald, Ty Okada, Willie Patterson, Callahan O'Reilly, guys like that. So how would you sum th- those guys up? Because, I mean, this like you said, the, the, I mean, the COVID year, the extensions, all this stuff. I mean, some of these guys, we've been around them for so long. But this group, I think, they sort of were like an extension of, of last year's group, but they haven't got as much shine, but they are as integral a part of why Montana State's sitting here in the final eight right now. Totally, and I think that, uh, you know, one could look at last year's class, which that that, that, that veteran group of, of seniors and even the guys that, that, you know, didn't stick around, that was a very uh, talent veteran-laden group that, that, that allowed for a first-year head coach yep. and a first-year staff to make one heck of a run. 
So I think like you and I talked about early in the season, it's like, okay, now we're going to see if Vegan can really coach. Right. I mean, that was not a knock against him. It's just he, totally. he that team was was really well built to make a run. For sure. And, and, it's easy and to coach. you got Troy Anderson. Yeah, well, amongst <laughs> others. I mean, right, Tro- totally. Troy's one guy. No, totally, man. I mean, you, you, and I, you and I continue to talk about it for the last few months. They, they Yes, they lost Troy, who's flat special. But, you know, Lewis Kidd, who's, who's playing on Sundays. Totally. Taylor Tuiasasopo. You, you know, um, Amandre, Chase, Daniel Hardy's playing him. He's making making some 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 waves uh, on Sundays. So, I just think that to see these guys, one, I'm so proud of them that they stuck it out. You know, oh. because if there was ever if there was ever um, a, a, a class or, or a generation of a couple few years where it'd be easy to just say peace. I, I've 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 graduated. I've had a good experience. I'm out. But seeing guys like Ty Okada, Callahan O'Reilly, Isaiah Fonse's back, and hopefully he'll keep playing football for Montana State, and, and uh, Ty Okada's a senior, RJ's wearing the 41 that's now become a legacy, and, uh, you know, they, it's, it, I, don't, I don't look at the two numbers quite in the same vein. Sure. I mean, I th- <laughs> you know, I think, I think Coach Choate did that, and I think his intentions were good, but they have a legacy number, and hopefully that lasts for generations, and yeah, man, I mean, just seeing seeing Jax to my left, RJ coaches his next level team. And, oh, nice. You know, they, they, these guys are just good dudes, you know. I, I said it early in the season on one of one of the first broadcasts, I think I was talking about Tommy a lot. You know a good dude when they're good with kids. For sure. And, and when I say a good dude, a good, a, a good woman, you know, a good person, if they can interact with other kids and they enjoy that part of you know, be, be, uh, being a human, that, that that says a lot to me. And all those guys that you just mentioned, that, that I mentioned as well, are just good dudes. They're they're almost wise beyond their years, and they're leading, and they're not they're not some of the most talented dudes. Isaiah Fonse is a very talented, great running back. He's, sure. he's one of the best running backs to ever come through this. But I don't know if you're going to sit here. If we're not going to we're not going to talk about Callahan O'Reilly being one of the best right. linebackers ever, but he's turned himself into an all conference linebacker. No question. I, uh, For multiple years. Ty Okada is a walk on. Yeah, right. I recruited I recruited Ty out of Woodbury, Minnesota. He's become a starter. He's become a starter and a captain. And I mean, same with RJ. I, uh, RJ came in. I can't remember if it was a, a walk on or very, you know, maybe a minimal partial totally. type deal. But he's worked himself into being kind of that glue guy, that 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 bell cow. And that's kind of what this team is built on: is guys like For that. Sure. I mean, the offensive line, who you know. They didn't have an, or you know, maybe a, a third team guy or a right. honorable mention guy. That, but but yet they're probably better than they were last year because they're just such a tight, cohesive group that knows exactly where to step, where to line up, where to put their hands, where, where they know they can block to the whistle and not get a holding call. Yep. That's what's made them special. And we, we, you and I talk about it. We've talked about it since we're blue in the face. They run inside and outside zone. And, and with the read zone component, and, you, and yes, you've got two very special dudes taking the ball at, from, from Justice Perkins, and they're both. I mean, they're, they are the they're the Swiss Army knife and the sword. I mean, they they are the hammer and the nail. And t- I mean, it's, multiple coaches in the last few weeks have said, "We know what they're doing. We just right. can't stop it." And, and coaches, that's what they're. And, and, and good coaches, good yeah, coaches two are of the saying best defensive that. coaches yes. in the history of the league. And yes. Bobby Halk and Jay Hill. Yes, so. we got no answer. I mean, quote like almost verbatim. We, sure. we got. We know what they're doing. We got no answer for it. And you know, I mean, shoot. You, uh, you know, I mean, Montana. Montana gave up 1,034 yards in the last three weeks, and that's probably where this this game tonight will come down to: is who can stop the run? Yep. Who 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 can uh, make 
the least penalties, and then I always say in a big game, watch for a special teams play to somehow some, somehow have an effect on the game. Ty Gregorak joining us here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. You've been around the league now for a better part of 20 years, and the Cats have always been competitive since you've been uh, involved in the Big Sky Conference, but they're always like right outside that top tier of actually being able to win the national championship. And we were talking about it uh, when we were driving over here. The forever, okay, Cats win a playoff game or two, great, where everybody's happy, but also you lose, uh, you're disappointed a little bit, but, you know, at least we made the playoffs, we were in the, this year, whatever. If the Cats were to lose at home tonight, I think that, that Bobcat Nation as a whole and the state of Montana as a whole would be disappointed in that, and I think that's a testament to where they've gotten to as a program. In your mind, what's been the thing that's taken them to that deck? truly top tier top three four in the country level well um i think that you and i both would agree that it it got a little complacent and it got stale which is why they let the all-time winningest coach go that's not an easy thing to do i mean rob Rob ash is a pretty decent good pretty decent guy and he won a lot of football games for sure multiple big sky titles but yeah but you have to beat the rival yep which coach vegan has done and you got to beat when you get opportunities to play top 20 teams, top 10 teams, you need to win those primetime matchups, which he's done. He's won a lot of big-time matchups. Um, you know, I'll, I'll always say, if you build it, they will come. They added that facility. That's a big-time facility. That thing is beautiful. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, when, when kids from Minnesota or California or Texas or where, uh, Butte come, come and they see that, you can't be like, whoa. This place, this place is investing in me as a student athlete. This place is investing uh, in this program. This place is investing in the coaches so that they have good meeting space, so that they're not cutting up rooms in the old brick. I mean, I was the defensive coordinator, and when the offensive staff would leave, me and the linebackers would walk in, and I'm, I'm looking for space on the walls just to draw stuff up. I mean, you remember the old brick. Our situation was not cohesive. No. To, 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 coaching, to coaching young men. So I just feel like, you know, having a, a, a nutrition gal in Brittany, uh, you know, having a, having a, a world-class type strength pro- program with Sean Heron, um, they're, they're, and this, this, don't take this the wrong way, but so, you know, I was at Montana a long time. Yeah. Even when Montana State was good, Never really took them that seriously. I, I, like, they were number one in the country in 2011. We walked in here and we whipped their ass. For sure. The, the, and maybe it was just a mentality, but but like, w- w- to your point, what you're saying is they've gotten good, and then and now people are starting to fear them. And they and they believe they're good. The, now the, too. And, and 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 that I think I said it on our show the other day. They have a quiet um, yep. confidence yep. about them. So That's going the back, difference. going back to your bet, yeah. Were, 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 were those good teams? Were those good cat totally. teams? You were having guys talking and the, that front-runner mentality where now nobody says a word. They just know they're good. Yeah, they exactly they, right. they want to pound you and, and run the ball, and the offensive line has got their run the, run the damn ball and run the damn ball shirts, and they, they want to beat you into submission. And, they, they, and I, I would say that's the biggest difference. They've gone from being good and competitive to... People, uh, you, when, when, when good football coaches are saying, we had no answer, that means they're really good. Yeah. And, and you don't hear a lot of talk about it. You don't hear a lot of chest pounding. There's just a very quiet confidence that, that, that is coming out of the pores of this program right now. Nuanas, now ESPN Radio coming live from the Rockin' R Bar. Ty Gregorak joining us here uh, on your radio dial, on your television, and on the ESPN MT app. Uh, last thing for you then, Ty. 
the, the formula for the Bobcats has been incredibly simple all year long. Outrush the opponent, win the turnover battle. If you do that, it doesn't matter what else happens. You're going to figure out a way to win. Is it as simple as that tonight against William & Mary? I think so. I, I just think, uh, you know, go, going back to a segment ago when you said Bobcat Nation would be disappointed. That's right. You, 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 irk, you, you earn and you work to have home games like this. Yep. You, you, you work for four, five, six, eleven and a half months to put yourself in a position where you win that, you win, where you get a bye during Thanksgiving, you get a home game, you took care of business against, against a very good outfit that, that, that you know well, and then you get to look at the schedule and go, huh, 8.15 start Gosh. for a team from Williamsburg, Virginia. That's 10.15 their time. And, oh, by the way, I think, you know, kickoff, it should be about, what, 15? Nine, yeah, 9 degrees nine by degrees. the time halftime. You yeah. know, so, so, you know, obviously, I know, I know Bobcat Nation will be disappointed uh, if they don't come out of here on top. But what, what a great year. What a great season. What a great run. 19 games at home is in a row. Uh, uh, you know, that, I mean, that would be a little disappointing too, just because none of these people have seen a home loss in a couple years. For sure. You know, and so it, it, they, they've they've done everything in their power to get this thing set up beautifully for them to get a team that had. To, I don't even know when they got here. I, I, I you know, most teams travel the day before. On a game like this, it wouldn't shock me if they maybe came in on Wednesday to get acclimated, which means they had what, 48 hours to prepare. Right. I mean, because you got to give your boys a day off legally. Legally, you got to give them, a, you know, a, a, a scooch of time, even if there's film involved. But I'm saying that's a quick turnaround from a team for for a team that everybody played on Saturday, or at least these these teams played on Saturday, to then turn that around, fly west to the Rocky Mountains at almost 5,000 feet. I just. Uh, you know, I, I think I think everything is set up pretty nicely for the Bobcats. But yes, I believe it is that simple. Run the football. You know, and, and something you didn't mention was for a long time, and, and I know they're still probably highly ranked in, in the penalty department. They're totally. not. They're not a heavily penalized team. Nope. They, you know, and so when they do, you know, that Weber State a month and a half ago, almost yeah. two months ago, when they are getting those penalties, you're like, what's wrong with these guys? Like, did, did, you know, did they did they not sleep well last night, or are they not? Obviously, you would never take a team like this not seriously, but I expect them to go play. They're playing their best football right now, and and I think that Flagstaff. Was a little bit of a, a wake up because sure. because it, it just it, it, it kind of grounded them a little, saying, "Hey, on any given Saturday, we can be beat. We're good. We know we're good, but anybody can beat us if we don't bring it every snap for 60 minutes." And I expect them to do that tonight. Duan is now ESPN Radio. He's Ty Gregorak. He joins us once a week on the Big Sky Breakdown Podcast, SkylineSportsMT.com, and uh, then from time to time here uh, on the radio dial as well. Thanks for being here, man. Thank you for having me. It's going to be an awesome night. I appreciate you having Jax on, Jax. Fired up to go to the game? Uh-huh. It's going to be late. You're going to be able to stay up that late? You're, so you're only seven years he's old. He's drinking milkshakes, so he's getting the pregame going on. I love it. Yeah, he's, he's got some milkshake. You, you know, I, 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 he's got two Brunswick bowling balls in the back of those sweats. I'll tell you that. Jack some, giving me milkshakes. Totally. Want some fries with that shake, boy? You know what I'm saying? You're going to be a big old boy. We will have final keys of the game right after this. Take you home here on your Friday. Keep it right here. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio.
Grizz Nation's favorite outfitter is the M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. And now the M Store has a brand new location in downtown Missoula. Come check out the new storefront located on the corner of Higgins and Broadway. The M Store in Missoula has been your Grizz gear headquarters for more than 10 years, offering some of the most original University of Montana gear you'll find anywhere in the Garden City. Next time you're downtown, swing in. Come by the M Store today and wear what the Grizz wear or shop online at MontanaMStore.com. ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. What's going on is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. I'm Coulter Nuanez. We are coming to you through the ESPN MT studio at the Missoula Broadcasting Company, but live from the Rock and R Bar downtown uh, Bozeman, Montana. We'll be hanging out here for a little while longer, but we'll only be on the radio here for a couple more minutes. But thanks so much for hanging out with us, and thanks to the uh, Rock and R Bar for hosting us here on this Friday. Montana State hosts William and Mary, the tribe in town from Williamsburg, Virginia, for a FCS quarterfinal playoff football game. Is it, are we still scoreless here on the uh, the first quarterfinal game? Uh, we'll get a score here in just a minute, but uh, one quarterfinal game is. Uh, Underway, North Dakota State hosting Sanford. You got to score. Scoreless, man. Sanford's actually looking okay. So we'll see. True freshman quarterback playing for Sanford. Uh, second half might be tough, but right now Sanford's hanging in there. Yeah. So zero zero uh, midway through the second quarter, and uh, Sanford hanging uh, in Fargo. Brooks Nuana has joined me uh, in the first hour of the show, and then a little bit in the second hour as well. Ty Gregorak swung by too. You also heard from Brent Vegan, the head coach of the Montana State Bobcats, Keaton Gologly the voice of Montana State football, and we gave you a full scouting report on the William & Mary Tribe. Uh, if you missed anything in the show today, you can always find it on the Nuanas Now podcast, which is probably presented by the M Store and the MSU Bookstore. It's always fun this time of year, and I do think that we have four really good games here in the quarterfinals. I think this one tonight is going to be very good. I think that William and Mary is going to be able, at least for a moment in time, to match Montana State's physicality. And uh, I just, I find it so interesting because, as we've stated before, the Cats are going to run the ball. The best defense William and Mary can have against that is running the ball against Montana State and not giving Montana State the football. I think that could be the key factor. Uh, what do you think, Brooks? I mean, how how do you see this one playing out? Or what do you think of just the, the battle in the trenches of this football game? I think it's going to be insanely physical on both sides. I think both teams will be able to run the ball at times quite effectively. I think, Colter, that the turnover battle is going to play into it huge, man. If you start coughing that thing up, things can turn quickly for either team. So I think that ball security will be highly important, especially as we've talked about on a chilly night in the Rocky Mountains. 8.15 kick from Bobcat Stadium. We also got that Sac State game coming up at 8.30 as well. So plenty of football action tonight. Seven and a half minutes to go in the uh, second quarter from Fargo. Sanford, the sixth seed, playing at number three NDSU. And uh, Sanford's hanging tough so far. So uh, we shall see. Appreciate everybody for hanging out and listening. Thanks to Andrew Houghton, our man in the back, for keeping us on the radio. Thanks to Tommy uh, for all the production work as well and uh, for all the engineering work to help us continue to take this show on the road. And thanks to all of you for listening. Appreciate the folks down here at the Rock and R Bar. Uh, great place to come down for pregame, in-game, or post-game. And uh, we are happy to be back here at some of our old stopping grounds. 
We'll be back at it at, uh, at Monday at uh, 4 p.m. with the Montana Football Hour. In the meantime, have yourself a wonderful Friday evening and be good. This has been Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. I am here with Catherine DeLands of the Advocates. If you've been listening to ESPN Radio, you're familiar and you know if you've been in an accident, the advocates can surely help you. What sort of expertise do you guys have when it comes to uh, any sort of personal injury accidents, things like that? Uh, it's all we practice. Uh, you're not going to get an attorney who's practicing family law or in court defending criminal cases. All we do is personal injury. We're a multi-state firm, but I'm right here in M- Missoula. So we have the backing of a large firm uh, with just years of expertise there, too. Free consultations. You can find out more by calling 406-640-4444 or by visiting online 24-7 MontanaAdvocates.com.